Hello, and welcome to Connecting with Mike and Adrian. We will explore stories and personal experiences that have strengthened our connections in hopes that they strengthen yours. Hello, and welcome to Connecting with Mike and Adrian. We are your hosts, Adrian Olson and Mike Olson. So, happy anniversary! Hey, happy anniversary! <laughs> Today is our anniversary, our wedding anniversary, not the podcast. Right. Anniversary. This episode drops on our 31st anniversary. Yes, we've been married 31 years today. A question we get a lot from our friends who know us well and who are somewhat acquaintances is, tell us how you met or tell us your story or tell us your love story. Right. And I think um, what's unique is that everyone has a story about how they met their partner or um, spouse if they're married. They're all unique. Mm -hmm. And I do think they're interesting to hear, like sort of like an origin story. Right. Yes. Uh Right. Yeah. So we thought we're not sure if this is going to be interesting to people, but we thought, well, we're going to take a moment and tell you our story, how we met, how we got together and Mm -hmm. how we married. And I think about our story and really it could be, you know, titled Our Love Story or whatever, but I really want to say the subtitle should be um, Timing is Everything. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Good subtitle. And I, so I think like the big takeaway besides the specifics of our love story is that sometimes it feels like things happen in the universe that a certain point of time it should be happening or timing isn't quite right for for something, whether it's taking a job or making a move or, you know, ending a relationship or beginning a new one. Sometimes people float in and out of your life and then and then you just think, well, that was interesting, but it, the timing wasn't. It didn't feel right. It wasn't right. Yeah, the yeah, timing, was right. timing was and off. And then okay. sometimes events happen and they just click into place, mm-hmm. which is what I feel like was the speed dating kind of thing that happened to us. Yeah, I would agree. So I guess we would say that we met at church. Yeah. Both of our families went to church at the same place. My family joined that church when I was in fifth grade. And there is an age difference between us. Yep. I'm five years older. Yep. Just shy of five years Mm -hmm. age difference. So I guess you could say that we knew of one another. We knew each other existed because you're part of one community. So you you see people, right? You see Mm -hmm. people. And that isn't when our love story began, because that would be inappropriate. (laughs) Right. Like I was in fifth grade and you would have been. Junior high. Yeah, weird. Yeah. And then, and then when I was in junior high, you were in high school or graduated. So, right. So that's even stranger. Right. right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just knew of each other's family. And then time passes and we became very close friends. We did. We, in fact, became best friends. And we would find 
that we would spend a lot of time with each other, just hanging out. And, and I would be at your parents' house. Uh, well, you also hung out with my middle brother. You're right. So, and I don't know if growing up in the 70s and 80s, if anyone else had this, but you kind of either had like your school friends, but we kind of had like church friends. Right. And so then the whole youth group kind of did stuff together. We went biking. We'd go to the lake. Ice cream. To the beach. Yeah, bowling, whatever. Movies, bowling. You kind of did stuff as a huge group. And then people were in and out of boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, sort of all that practice dating you do in that friend group. Right. Right. So I dated different people. You dated different people. We never dated each other. No. Not through all all of that time period anyway. But you did, you did, we hung out and then you also hung out with my brother. Right. And I've mentioned before that at my family of origin, a big thing was hospitality. So it wasn't unusual for you to have dinner with our family. Yep. Right. Swim at your pool, have dinner, right. Mm-hmm. Hang out, be in and out. Hey, hi, mom, dad, that kind of thing. Right. You You were really just another friend passing through our household all the time. Yeah. But you and I always clicked. It was always just, you know, never uncomfortable. It was always just good friends. You were just, it was just bonding immediately, I think. I don't think I ever felt like that insecurity, you know, if you're, you know, well, being a male and they're females, I mean, that was common. Like, oh, am I going to say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing? I never felt that with you ever. Uh, It just was always, I could always be myself with you. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Well, and that maybe is very interesting and should have maybe been one of our first clues. Right. I mean, you know how like when you you like somebody and then you're trying to go on a date with them, like there's all that anxiety and all that practicing and guessing and, and, and that really never was the case. We came at our relationship from a completely different view. We, we were friends. We were friends first. Friends first for many years. Yes. Yeah. So that's. That's very strange. And I think to say that you were always my go-to, my support system back then, is not an understatement. When I um, – well, I don't know if you want to say anything else about high school, mission trips, that kind of stuff. We we, we did a lot of that uh, together. And, uh, in fact, at some point then uh, our youth pastor left the church and I started trying to fill in and continue the high school ministry and led some mission trips and did those kind of things. Yeah, and at that point, I guess I was in high school. You were in high school. And you were a young adult leading right. the group. Which was unusual, and you know that was a struggle thing for the church, going, wait a minute, he just came out of high school. How can he do this, right? But that was just kind of my thing, so. And then you were always dating someone else. So <laughs> right? that was never, it never really crossed my mind at that point when I was in high school at all, other than I always had an affinity for you. I always thought highly of you. I valued your opinion about things, but never really thought about dating you because you were always dating someone or else I was. Right. Yeah. We, the timing, like you said, was was not right early on for, for many reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went away to college, not very far, but enough. And when I graduated and could not find a teaching job right away, you were like the first person I called to try to process that. 
Yeah, we talked a lot about that. We spent a lot of time walking the lakes, going, hey, what to do, you know, and you had a lot of questions. What should I do? You know, and, and you, were, you came across this job in Carson City, Nevada, mm-hmm. and you were struggling with that. You were like, Mike, what do you think? Should I go? Should I not go? I want to teach, but yet I don't want to leave. It's I never scary. imagined myself somewhere else, too, I think. You know, I just, my parents were born and raised in Minneapolis, and they never left. I mean, right. so I think those were the examples that I had, and I just thought that was my path as well. I would just graduate. I would get a teaching job really close to my parents' house and just live really close to them, and that's just how it would go. That's not how it went. No. And I struggled to find a job, a teaching job straight away, and this opportunity came up, and you're like, if you think you should go, I support it, and I think you should go. Yeah. Which really probably was part of the impetus of me thinking I could do it. Could have been. I mean, I, re- I remember that time and you were struggling because so many people had graduated with teaching degrees and there were way too many teachers for jobs. Here in the Midwest. In, in the yeah. Midwest, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did take the job in Carson City and I moved and I was still dating someone from college and we actually got engaged at Christmas, not you and I. Right. I got engaged to my college boyfriend. Right. At the time. And people find this to be shocking and amazing. And I think that was a situation where back then, at least, there was the expectation of if you've dated a person this long, that was the next logical step. Whether that was really what you felt or not, it's kind of just what you did. It was expected. Societally, like that was like the next step. You put the time in, so here you go. And don't get me wrong, I did love him, but I did see writing on the wall, like we had difference of opinion about finances or how to make decisions and, you know, just different things, not insurmountable by any means, but like the writing was on the wall that that might've been a a relationship that struggled after a while. But the um, amazing thing is that you and my brother and my fiance (laughs) all came to visit during my brother's spring break, right? Or right. my no, because we were. T- no, was, I was still teaching you during were still the day. Teaching, yeah, yeah, during his had to be, yeah. I don't know. Sometime anyway, we decided that we would drive out, and so we uh, got in my two eighty Z and we drove to Carson City, Nevada. That was a long drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it several times. It is a long drive. <laughs> So I was only available to hang out with you guys like in the evenings because I was teaching during the day. Right. And so you? We went to Lake Tahoe and we saw the sights. We toured the three of us all over the place, just checking out the world. <laughs> Which is interesting. And the pictures from that trip are are interesting because I'm not really sure what you thought about my fiance or, I mean, you guys hung out. We, we hung out. You spent all that yeah. time together. Yeah, but it, it was, you know, it was it was there in the back of the mind because, you know, I had a strong affinity for you, of course, and had questioned in my head, huh, is there something more? Is there not something more? But I'm like, 
you know, being Mr. Chivalrous and going, well, they're engaged. So keep your mouth shut. It's it's done. This is a done deal. Yeah. So so just uh, enjoy her as your best friend. And this is this is the relationship. Don't screw it up. Don't blow your, you know, blow having a best friend because we were so close. Right. And that that is a fear that I had had because I, before this boyfriend, I dated someone else and our friendship kind of did fall apart. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm I don't want to risk that with you, certainly this time around, because that had happened to me before. A friend that I had that I started to date, then the dating thing fell apart, and then the friendship wasn't there anymore. That's was, a risk. Yeah, it is a risk. Yep. So you guys were out that spring break, and then I, because I was engaged, and because I had interviewed for teaching jobs back home, they had said, well, your resume is really great, but you need some experience. So I had taught for two years in Nevada, and I kind of came back and said, here's my experience, where's my job? And so right. I, did, I did secure a job back home, and then that summer transitioned back to Minnesota, back to you all, and was planning a wedding for the following summer. Right. With my... Fiance, that is not you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you and I stayed close friends uh, throughout all that time still. Uh, we would write letters back and forth. You know, this predates all the technology. And, uh, and we yeah, were, and you were, you were writing, doing a lot of writing, doing, and you mm-hmm. would send me your writing, and I would do some editing yep. and make comments on your work and then send it back to you. Right. Yeah, so we had quite the pen pal relationship going on. I, I still have some of those letters Do upstairs. You? Yeah. Oh, up, funny. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's fun to go through them and go, wow, that was so long ago, and and it was just, it's just fun to to hear your words off the paper again. But uh, interesting. Yeah. And then one day, you and I were going to go for like pancakes for dinner. Yeah, we were driving around uh, and. I don't remember exactly where we were going, but we were somewhere in St. Paul. I remember driving through St. Paul. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember it being in Minneapolis, but I don't know. We were kind of, we probably were just driving all over the place. We Who were knows? talking about life and this and that. And the part that I remember is that we were going to get like breakfast for dinner or we were going to stop and have pancakes or whatever or an omelet. And the restaurant was like full. The parking lot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Was full, and you're like, "Well, we can't do this or whatever." And so right. that's that started, I think, the driving around. That probably was it. Yeah. And like, okay, well, we'll pick somewhere else or whatever. I don't think we ate that night. I don't think we did either. I don't remember eating. <laughs> so I much just for driving around. So and much talking. for breakfast for dinner. It was a good idea. Right, and then gone. Yep. And through that process, we were talking about because um, you and I were so. Well, you, of course, were really into teaching. I enjoyed doing some teaching. I mean, I'd done confirmation and Sunday school and those kind of things and youth group. And so I enjoyed that aspect of it. And we were talking about doing a class together, teaching a class together, that we would get some training and then we would become the teachers for this one class. And then as so as we're driving around, right, all of a sudden I say something like to this effect, well, you know, through our relationship, I've really, you know, enjoyed it, and and you're my best friend. You always have been, and I revere you highly. And you know, I've thought of you as as a best friend, you know, as a sister. As it sometimes I felt like a father figure, and then at times I've thought about what would it be like to be your boyfriend. And at that time, 
I think your jaw about hit the floor. Yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it also felt like what I was saying at the very, very beginning, like all the pieces clicked into place. Mm -hmm. For me anyway, I can't speak for you. Yeah. Then I was like, oh my goodness, that's it. Yeah. And I said, me too. And then we just were inseparable after that. Yeah, that, that was it. It was just, we had crossed that bridge of taking that risk of this could end a friendship, hopefully not, but yet it could be everything. And the very next day, I went and gave that ring back. Yep. And apologized. I can say, of course, he was sad, but not as upset as I would have expected mm. and knew it was you. Yeah. For sure. I think because he had spent time with you and my brother, he also, in the back of his mind, sensed something, a, a connection that we had. He probably saw that relationship. Yeah. He, yeah. He never, ever voiced it before the the official breakup. He never said, oh, do you have feelings for Mike or, you know, anything like right. that. He never really suspected or anything until that night that I gave the ring back and then just said, I'm sorry. I just know this in my heart and you know you're terrific i i wish you all the best but i can't i can't go on with this promise of, to marry you i'm in love with someone else yeah that was a whirlwind of a time yeah and and i was uh at the time leading a youth group at, at a different church and you weren't dating anyone right then i was not at that time no yeah and all the kids knew it yep they all they all knew and and yeah. And then they were like, you're, you're what? And then three months later, I proposed and we were engaged. And the kids in the youth group were like, you Has just Mike met someone, you, you <laughs> fell in love, you've asked her to marry you and you're getting married Yeah, in two months. Yeah, exactly. They're like, uh, this doesn't sound like rational, think things out, Mike, you know? Right. And this doesn't sound like advice you would give to us <laughs> right. in dating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I that, think, yeah, that probably was like the biggest hurdle for people who didn't know us. Right. Who didn't know the history. Yes. Of all the years that you and I had known each other. Right. Right. Because it looked like a whirlwind, I'm sure. It looked like we were being impulsive. Yeah. And like, oh, you're having a feeling and you're just like <laughs> really running with it. <laughs> right. Yes. But- I, I knew that it was different. I, I, I can't really explain other than that. I had dated not a ton of people, but a handful, enough to know that our relationship was completely different and that it was based on friendship first and mutual respect and admiration mm -hmm. and um, a platform of hopes and dreams for the other person and then love. Right. Yeah. It was so... Freeing, you know, I because for my life, you know, during dating and everything, I'd hoped for and wanted, you know, that perfect relationship somebody who would love and accept me for who I was all the time, no matter what, but would also, you know, like you said, wish and hope for my hopes and dreams and, and support each other, and someone who would be my cheerleader and also, you know, 
pick me up, I need picking up, and vice versa. I mean, it, it does. The relationship is very reciprocal in, in all those aspects. Right, you're looking for a teammate. A teammate, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to find that, I was like, wait a minute, my best friend. Wow, I mean, it can't get any more perfect than this, and it just felt like such a blessing. I was like, I don't want to wait anymore. We've waited all this time. We didn't yeah, date all yeah. these years. I'm like, let's just get married. What, what 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 would we wait for? We've already done the proving. We've already had the experiences, but we haven't had the the trials and tribulations that you like you were talking about earlier with dating. Oh boy, do I, do I look right? Did I say the right thing? Did yeah. I boy did I spill spaghetti on me? I mean, whatever you know, all that yeah. all that crazy stuff you think of when you're in high school that you're stressed about. We never had any of that. It was just. We were just comfortable with each other being ourselves and how freeing that is and was. And then we ended up getting married before you were going to. Yeah, a month, a whole month <laughs> before that engagement um, would have date for the wedding. <laughs> we got married a month ahead. And I can remember, I mean, I laugh about it now and it probably isn't that funny. I don't know why I think it's funny, but we did get a couple of gifts off of that registry. Yes. And you were a very good sport. You're like, oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, we're going to return that because it's from the other registry. It wasn't, wasn't our dishes or our glasses or or, or whatever. But I think a lot of people, my parents, friends, the, the neighbors, you know, and stuff like that, were a little confused and right. miffed at what had happened. And some didn't even realize I was supposed to marry a different person yeah, at all. Missed, at all. The they switch. just thought it was you and we moved up the date. And right. Yeah. So that, that part of the story is pretty interesting too. But. And then I think. You know, when we came out with it and talked about it, you know, I remember people saying, well, duh, about time you guys figured this out. You know, a lot of people had seen our relationship and knew how close we were and were not surprised at all. Yeah, my my parents weren't surprised. They were like, oh, we're glad you guys figured it out. I mean, the nice part is my parents never tried to dissuade me from the other direction, even though they knew. Right. Like, they just let me decide. And I was going to have to live with the consequence of that decision, obviously. But they they didn't be like, don't don't marry this person, marry this person. Like, they didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't need to uh, give me a big lecture or anything like that. They just, they just were really happy when we made the decision and they, they were, they were the biggest advocates like, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you figured it out now. Right. Yeah. It was life-changing. Yeah. So I think that is where we can say timing is everything. For our story, anyway, I think we both had to live certain pieces of our story or certain milestones in in our own personal lives Mm -hmm. before we came together. I think that was helpful. And it certainly isn't for everyone and probably lots of people do not have as dramatic a, a, a meeting story as we do. But I hope the big takeaway for people is to pay attention to when those things happen and in your life and things sometimes happen for a reason. And Yeah. And, and to, you know, it, it's hard because I could have kept my mouth shut that day. Well, I don't know why you didn't. You know? I just felt so compelled 
to, to say what I felt about you. It was like, okay, what I thought before about chivalry, I just need to say what I feel about you and, and get that out there and be honest. And, you know, that changed everything. And the two of us that we were feeling, I was like, what, what would the world be like for us now if that hadn't happened? Maybe it still would happen some other way down the road. I mean, who knows? But the timing, the timing, like you said, I think was was perfect and and it worked out and you know it's just quite a blessing it's it's uh it's a joy to be married to my best friend oh thanks ditto so that's pretty much our love story we <laughs> yep. hope you enjoyed listening to it on our 31st anniversary there you go happy Cheers. anniversary And now it's time for Word of the Day with Mikey O. All right. So Word of the Day is serendipity. You know, it's not an uncommon word, but yet we don't use it that often, right? I, I, and so, but we really And think we felt it, it matched this episode. It, re- it really did. It really <laughs> did. So serendipity is the occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy and beneficial way. Yeah. That's what happened to us. And may serendipity land upon you and have yourself a fantastic day (laughs) and an awesome week. Too many words. (laughs) Too many words. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this episode encourages you to explore ways to deepen and strengthen your relationships. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, or listen to us on our website, connectingwithma.com. Remember to hit the like button and tell a friend.